What's up, friends? Welcome back to His Redeeming Love Podcast. It's your girl, Avery, with my special guest, Tommy Boy. He's getting nervous, but he's sitting next to me. Um, all right, friends, welcome back. This week on the podcast, if you've been with us for a while, you have heard Caitlin and I talk about her amazing women's conference. Well, it happened, y'all. It happened. Um, if you missed it, I'm so sorry, but the good news is we recorded it, so you didn't miss it. You can go back and watch it. Anyway, this week's episode is brought to you by the Chosen Conference, specifically Session 3, which was the Q&A. So, Caitlin and our two lovely friends, Michaela and Val, took time to answer questions that the girls who attended the conference had. They talked about peace. They talked about, do you have to work in ministry to be a missionary and all other kinds of things. So you do not want to miss this episode. Go ahead and get your coffee and your journal and all of the things that you need. And let's hop right on in. Dear Lord, God, we just thank you so much for this day, Lord. God, we thank you for these women here. God, we thank you for just their availability, Lord, their obedience to come, God, and to learn more about your words, God. Lord, we pray over their questions, Holy Spirit. God, I pray over myself, Michaela, and Val, Lord, equip us, Lord. Holy Spirit, give us the words, God, and the wisdom and the knowledge, God, to encourage these women, Lord, and to honestly relate to them. God, I pray that we're vulnerable. God, I pray that we're honest. God, I pray that you strip us of our pride, Lord, and just let this be a time of, like, hanging out, you know? Lord, we thank you, we love you, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so you all submitted some questions, and I went through and tried to, like, um, a lot of them are word for word. Some of them were kind of similar, so I just kind of, like, you know, you find, like, the, is it the mean? Yeah? You Like, yeah, okay, y'all know what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I should know, but... So we're just going to jump in. This is Michaela. She's one of my really good friends. She is phenomenal. All of the, like, art is her because um, she's just talented. And then this is Valerie. She's another one of my best friends. She is a prayer warrior and, like, saint. It's incredible. Like, anything about Holy Spirit gifts, prophecy, literally the girl has the knowledge. It's beautiful. So she's just amazing. Michaela's amazing. We all go to different churches, but we are best friends just getting through life. So I'm really thankful that y'all are up here. Yay! (laughs) So, yeah. All right, so question number one was, how do you know you are called to something? And how do you know or how do you identify God's direction? Yeah. So, do any of y'all want to see? Valerie okay. <laughs> so, um, how do you know when you're called to something? Mm. I, for me personally, when God's trying to tell me something, if I'm not paying attention, He's going to find a way to get my attention. Yeah, I'm, it's just going to show up a million times in small, little, insignificant things, or it's going to show up in something that someone says, and then someone who doesn't even know that person says something else too, and it, it's just going to like. So just be aware and just, like, be open and looking for, you know, God's repeating something to you or he's telling you something in different ways. And so, you know, the only way I can explain it is you get this unction kind of in your spirit and in your heart of, like, okay, God, you're calling me to something. Not really sure what it is. Don't know the details, but I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to trust 
that you're going to give me the words and sometimes he might not give you words he'll give you like a feeling or he'll give you like something visual or yeah just so many different ways he'll give it to you in a dream or whatever so don't you know look for it in like this he's going to give me the exact specific words of what i'm called to do no he's going to do it in his own way in his own time so identifying god's direction i would say always go back to the word of god yeah back it up if it is not backed up in the word of god then it's probably not from god if it doesn't sound like that's why we need to know the word of god we need to know his character if we know who god is and if we know what kind of person he is we know kind of okay god's got the love does it have the love of god in it does it you know is it is it for other people or does it seem like a selfish um thing so that's how you kind of distinguish okay like is this God's direction or is it my direction or is it, you know, someone else speaking through me? You know what I mean? So we, we have to back it up with the word of God and see if, hey, does this line with God's character? Is this something that I think he would ask me based on who he is? Yeah. Sorry, y'all. As she was talking, I like reread the question and the Holy Spirit was like, ding. Um, so how do you know you're called to something? So we are all children of God, right? Like our identity is we're a child of God. And so we know if you read Psalms 139, like, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Like we were a speck of dust that like God breathes his life into us, which is how we're breathing. He opens and closes the womb. So you were made by God intentionally. So you are here for a reason and you do have something that you're called to do. So it may not be like being a pastor or a doctor, but you do have an identity as a child of God. So our goal is to spread the word of God. And that doesn't mean like hosting a conference. I mean, it can't. It can be where one of our identities is we're college students, right? So it can be, I walk into class, and I have the joy of the Lord. Like, people know when you have the joy of the Lord, like, you're not over there, like, complaining. Like, you might have an off day, but, like, you know, like, like they can just tell. You can just tell when someone loves God with their whole heart. So that's one thing that we're all called to, and we're called to love our neighbor. Like, that's something that we all, all have and something that we're called to do. But I think, what are you called to? Ask God. Look at where God has you in that season. A lot of times, what we're called to do is really where we don't look or think of but it's like the most random most like really god and it can be uncomfortable but it is in our weakness that god equips us to be able to do it because if god always used my strength i wouldn't really need to rely on him like doing this i'm an outgoing person but it's scary it's scary like people are always looking at you they know your story but what i know is if god's called me to it then he's preparing those hearts and he's prepared my heart so I think that is just something, too. But I think the main thing is to pray. Pray without ceasing. Ask God. Ask your mentors to pray for you. Don't don't believe the lie of the enemy. And be available. Like, be available. And sometimes it starts in the small. But, man, when it gets to where, like, God's giving you that vision, like, it's going to be incredible. But you have to be obedient and willing in, like, the small of the just, like, I don't know, like, to be a seat like a nurse if you're a cna be obedient and be in that cna because one day you could be that nurse and like you could change lives so that's what i was going to say um yeah the last thing i was going to add to this i know miss mary talked a little bit about fear y'all like fear can keep us from praying to god like yeah. and we don't think about that like we can start to avoid him because we're scared of what he's going to call us to and like we can be really fearful and not that we don't trust god not that we don't love him but it is a test of our faith sometimes when we know that God's going to call us to something. And sometimes we can turn our back to that because we don't want, we're like, oh God, like, but I am not, I'm not ready for that. Or 
you know, God knows what we're ready for. Like yeah. he, he created us. And again, like everybody has a purpose. And like, if you're a breeding, like right now, like you have a purpose. And, um, and so like he, he will show you direction, but we have to be willing to like really step into it too. And like Val said, like knowing your word, knowing the voice of God, because yeah. this world is so loud, y'all. Yeah. Like we get so many things, even in the church, we hear so many things from so many people. And if you're involved in ministry, that can become loud. And all these things can be so loud that we forget to just settle our, like, settle our souls in God. And so know his voice, know his, know how he speaks to you, because it is, it's special and it's unique for every single one of us. And that's, like, one of the the greatest things about our God is that he does speak to us personally. He is not just this, he speaks to us all the same, like, he knows us. And it's just amazing. So know God's voice, and you're going to know God's direction. And yeah. don't be scared of God's direction because, yeah. like Caitlin always says, like if he has called you to it, he's equipping you for it too. And he's equipping you, and you might not even know it. And then you're like, you start to use it where God's called you, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like I'm so glad I was in this situation. I'm so glad God taught me that, but you might not see it right now. So know God's voice yeah. and trust his direction, and don't be scared. Yeah. I would also say that God will use like your previous season like a lot of like I was in a sorority and I did a lot of like leadership stuff man I'll use that skill all the time like so much like and that was the dark season of my life but look at like the Lord like used that and taught me so much which now I now apply in like doing this kind of stuff and mentoring young women like it's stuff that I use and like it used to not be for the kingdom but now it is so God will use that. Like, that is nothing's wasted. But um, just, like, be ready. Like, you, y'all got this. Yeah. And the last thing I have to say, it was just a nugget that just popped in my head from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. So this is something I heard a long time ago, and it just popped in my head. We were made by God for God. Mm. Our whole purpose in life is to give him glory and honor through everything we do. So some people are always like, oh, yes, God calls you for a purpose, but people just think it's one purpose, one thing in life. I don't think that's true. I believe that God calls you to so many different things in this yeah. life. So when you reach, you know, we never reach that final destination like Miss Meredith was saying in our earlier session. Like, you're, God's going to call you to something, and then you'll do it. And guess what? God's got another purpose for you right after that. Yeah. It's never ending. So, like, there's not just one thing that God's calling you to accomplish in life. That was great. That was great. I love this. All right. Number two, can you be in ministry without being a missionary? This is one of my favorite questions. So to the person who wrote that, this made me smile. Because, yes, you can do ministry without being a missionary or without being in the church. Y'all, I'm going to give y'all some Christianese 101. Um, so basically, I'm just, it's true. The church's job is to equip the body. And the body goes out. So, like... My best friend is a teacher. I'm going to school to be a teacher too. She's going to PT school, nutrition. They are going to be lights in those workplaces. Like in our internships, and I know, like we all know, these are, these are places of the world. So we are here, and we are spreading God's love, and it's hard, but we're out here doing it. And that is where you see ministry happen. Like it is not always in the church. It's beautiful in the church. But it is outside of the church. So you don't have to go to school to be a pastor, to be a preacher, to serve. Like, it happens outside of there. And it's the the beauty of watching it happen. Like, you've learned and you've seen how it's changed your life. So go and change someone else's. Yeah, that's my favorite question. Do y'all want to have that? 
you want another one or do you feel that was good? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Um, this, like, this was my favorite question, too, <laughs> because I am going into a physical therapy program, and I think for so long, <laughs> and I'm so blessed, and it would not have been without the help of God, I'm telling you that right now, but, um, I bear witness. <laughs> I, yeah, there were times, y'all, um, but in high school, like, when I was really, like, starting to seek, like, what does God want me to do with my life? And I think I just had this idea, like, my mom works for, like, a church. And, like, I just had this idea of, like, what a strong Christian woman looks like. And it, I always just, this image in my head, she was just always in a church. And if that is what God has called you to, do not walk away from that. And don't be scared of that. Yeah. Um, walk into that. But that's not where I'm, that is not where God has, like, given me the gifts to serve him the best. Because, like Val said, we are here to serve him. Yeah. So if you are stepping into an area where God has not called you, you are not you are not going to serve him as effectively. Yeah. You're not going to be able to oh, use the like the uniqueness that God has given you. So like I cannot be a teacher. Like I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. I would get kicked out. I would be sent to jail. It would be bad. Like <laughs> y'all like and I love kids and I love teaching, but I do not. I cannot be a teacher. Um so, like, those are not my gifts. Those are Caitlin's. And we cannot look at each other's gifts and say, like, well, you know, like, God has given you specific calling. So, no. And so then in high school, basically, I was praying through this. And I was like, God, I just don't, I don't want to go work at a church. Like, I don't feel that. Like, what are you calling me to? And he was just like, he rocked my world when he was like, Michaela, like, why do you think you have, like, sometimes y'all, I just picture God, and he's just giggling at me, and he's like, oh, little girl, like, <laughs> like you silly girl. Um, he was like, why do you think you have to work at a church? And I was like, and I had to, like, break that down with God, and I was like, um, actually, that's a great question. I never questioned it. Um, he was like, that's not, that's not where I'm going to put you, and you don't. Like, wherever I call you, you're going to be a missionary, because yeah. you're going to be carrying my light into wherever yeah. I call you. And yeah. so at the time, I don't know I didn't know where that was, but I do now. And, you know, like, I am like, God, because God has so many, he has so many things. He is a teacher, yeah. and, he, and he is a pastor, and he is a friend. And, like, if you don't even, if you get to marry somebody rich and never work a day in your life, wonderful. <laughs> Be a great wife. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I open a study center. <laughs> yeah, open a study center. <laughs> is she in here? <laughs> but like God is all of these things and so like we get to represent that in wherever like Caitlin is going to get to represent God's teaching as a teacher I'm going to get to represent God as a physician yeah. in a PT clinic like Val with nutrition like God is a God of healing and God heals in so many different ways and yeah. oh my gosh it's just so good so no you do not have to <laughs> yeah I know anyway coming back to it because I'm going to get going but yeah, we're gonna... um, coming back to it no you do not have to be a missionary to be in ministry wherever God places you and calls you you're going to you're going to carry his light and you're going to be a missionary that just made me think of things so I what reading that question made me want to look up like what the biblical definition of a missionary actually is so it's one sent to spread religious faith among unbelievers or engage in charitable work. So that's what a missionary is. And I would, let's just go ahead and break this religious thought down. So 
the church itself is a building, yeah. but that's not the church. Yeah. We are the church. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's even that song, build your church, build up, up, it's your church. And then it actually says, we're your church. Yeah. Meaning like you are a church for God. God can be found everywhere you are because you have the living God living inside of you. So wherever you go, that is where God can be found. Yeah. God can be found all around you. So wherever God puts you, we're the church. We are missionaries in our own ways. And God gives us those talents and those abilities to be able to work in our mission field. And like not everybody goes to church. So a lot of transformation and like pouring into unbelievers is going to happen in the marketplace. That's what the Bible says. Revival and transformation happens in the marketplace. It's not going to be, you know, in the church where a lot of people expect it to be. It's going to be in the unexpected places, you know, out in town or wherever you go. That's where transformation and revival takes place. Yeah. That was good. Um, that was really good. Um, next one. How do I make sure God's at the center of all of my decisions and how do I keep my faith in Jesus? Ooh. So how do I make sure God is at the center of all my decisions, and how do I keep my faith in Jesus? So I think for the first one, like how do I make sure God is at the center of all my decisions? You submit your desires and your plans to Jesus first. Um, you know, because like we all have desires and passions, and I have giftings. Like there's really great gifts that the Lord's blessed with, but that doesn't mean that that's going to be the gifts that I always use. God might stir up and show me a new gift that I didn't know I had. And so that's, again, like the uncomfortable. And I think it's being in, like, praying without ceasing. You know, God, what do you have for me today? Like, Holy Spirit, like, get, like shake it up today. And that's a bold prayer to pray. But when you do that, like, that's when new opportunity comes. And that's when, like, your decisions are from him. And I think, again, like, bringing it all back to him and not focusing on yourself. Less of you and more of him. Um, yeah, the center of all, I think, yeah. Would you want to have something else yeah. to say for that? God really showed me this a long time ago, and I never let go of it. Um, God is a gentleman. If you think of what that means, he is not going to push or go anywhere that he is not invited. Yeah. So you have to invite him to your life, to your decisions, every decision. So I pray, like, God, Holy Spirit, I invite you right now into this decision, into this day, whatever you're doing. He needs that invitation because he is a gentleman. And so he'll be like, ooh, okay, i got an invitation. I'm going to go. And so you have to be open to that. You have to invite him daily. And then you also, that surrender of like, hey, I'm going to surrender my desires, my will, because I can trust and know that your will is greater. And I think being led by the Holy Spirit, like submitting every decision, like, Holy Spirit, what do you say about this? And oftentimes you're very quick to ask, but we're not slow to listen. Like we want to answer immediately. And sometimes it takes time, y'all. Like there has been times where I've been praying, like I've got a job at Open Door. Do you guys understand how long it took me to pray and wait and wait and wait? You have to sit months, months. They can attest. I came in here crying some days. I was like, come on, like, God, I really want to do this, but I had to wait. And it was like, God, like, do I stay home? Do I stay here? Do I go teach? Like, I don't know, God. And God's like, "Eh, you're not going to do that. Like, you know, okay, well, God, if I'm not going to do that, then what's next? And you have to sit and you have to wait. And then opportunities came in, multiple opportunities. But I had to pray and listen for the right one where God was calling me in this next season of life. And I had a visual, actually. 
Stand up, Al. Miss Meredith showed me this. I know a lady who prayed for 23 years for something to happen and waited. So you know how you said, like, invite the spirit to run. So Al, you're doing your thing. Miss Meredith showed me this, and then this is Jesus behind us, like, like, turn around. I'm right here. Let me do life with you. Let me, oh, let's be nice. Let's not do that. Like, come on, let me. Oh, these kids are stressing you out. Like, let me hold your hand. Oh, wait, turn around. Alec, you now want to invite me into your room. Ah! Like, <laughs> no, we can't. But Miss Meredith showed me that. And it was like, you know, like, how quick are we to just beep bop throughout the day? Like, oh, like, life's great. I love Jesus. But, or like, you know what, Jesus? Like, I invite you into my day. Like, I invite you. And God, I'm available. And, like, I'm going to be happy. These people seem sad. Come on, Jesus. Let's go. Yeah. Not right. <laughs> Not behind. Not behind. <laughs> yeah. And go about your day with him and let him see what he does. Period. <laughs> Adding off to the period. Another sentence. <laughs> um, and like, don't make assumptions about God. Like, open your word. Like, I think so many times, like, when we're trying to figure out, like, again like the noise the noise the noise the noise where is your anchor like what is like what is it anchored to because if it's the noise like it's going to go all over the place that doesn't really make sense but it didn't yeah, it does. um but like don't make assumptions about god that he doesn't want to be in the center yeah like and i'm not just talking about the center when you're at church or the center when you're at bible study or the center when you have designated times for god every time should be designated to like and for god so like School is something I take a lot of pride in, and, like, that's something really hard to, like, just admit to myself that, like, I don't invite God into my school space, and and that's, and that's why sometimes it's been really hard to carry that, like, just trying to, like, you know, I love school, and I'm, like, and I'm good at school, and I want to be good at school, but why do I want to be good at school? Is the center of that because I want to glorify God? And I want to get to the career where I know God is going to place me to do the work for his glory. Or is that because I want to be recognized for what I'm doing? Yeah. So just, you need to heart check yourself. I think yeah. that's another, like, a practical way of making sure that God is in the center. And we have the Holy Spirit, Lord. If, like, if yeah. you have invited the Lord to be the Savior of your life, and then you've been, you've been equipped with the Holy Spirit. And yeah. that is such a blessing, and we forget that. And with that, we carry power. But we also carry, like, conviction. And conviction, guys, is not guilt and it's not shame. Yeah. It is God's love. And it's God's love reminding us gently, like, hey, like, when we feel those feelings, it's not like God's looking at you and he's like, oh, my gosh, like, you're not glorifying me, blah, blah, blah. He's not coming at you like that. He's, it's a gentle tug on your heart that says, yeah. hey, I love you. Like, that's conviction. Hey, I love you. Come back to me. Like, yeah, I want so to spend good. time with you. And so heart check yourself every once in a while, even if you have to do it every day, like in every decision that you're making, have I, have I taken this to God? Is this like glorifying to God? And what is my why? Ask yourself what your why is, because if your why is anything other than giving glory to God, then you need to double check which direction you're walking and what you're listening to. Yeah, that's good. I was just thinking about, like, this conference. Like, the Lord put it on my heart months ago, like, October. It was, like, a while back. Um, and, like, it's so easy when you have an idea to, like, you know, like, y'all just get, like, excited and, like, you plan it. And, like, you have, like, you know, it's, like, guns blazing. So, like, I kind of did that. And then, like, cause it just, you know, planning, like, oh, like, this is a binge a lot of women's conferences. Like, this is what it should look like. 
And the Lord like convicted me hardcore, but I'm thankful. And I had to slow down because it's so easy to get caught in like our ambitions than to be led by his spirit. And like this year my word is like refreshment. So constantly being refreshed by his spirit, constantly just being led. Like and every little thing that God lets me do, like let it be the Holy Spirit. And so like in this, like truly, God, what do you want? Because it's so easy. I could have came up here and like prepared a message and like spoke, but like that's not what God told me to do. My flesh wanted to do it, but that's not what God told me to do, right? But like so easy in our culture, it's all about like let the light shine on me. But like the light is the Holy Spirit and it is God and it's what God's doing in here. It's not about what Caitlin, Michaela, or Val are saying, but it's what God's done in our life, right? And so with this, just being obedient and like letting the Holy Spirit make the decision, like, all right, we're going to do breakout sessions, two powerhouse women. We're going to do Q&A session. Like we're young. We can relate to y'all. Like we're going to minister and we're going to pray. And that's my favorite session. And because that's where the Holy Spirit works and he moves like, you know, some of us need to lay some stuff down today. And like, you need to lay it down to him. I mean, I'll pray for you, but I'm not God, you know? So you need to lay it at God's feet because he's the one that can change it. And so I don't know. That made me think of that. But yeah, and what I have to say, we are so easy. I'm so bad about this sometimes. We are so easy to put God in a box. Yeah. Tear down your boxes of God. There is no way that, that like God, he can't, our mind can't even grasp who he is. Like we can't even handle it. Like, if we got to see all of God's glory, we would, if, it, if he actually showed us all of him, we would actually die. Like, we 100% would. So you can't put God in a box and contain him the way you think a decision should come or yeah. however you think it should happen. You can't do that to God. You, and so I have to go through my day sometimes and be like, hey, God, did I just try to put you in a box and, like, expect something that you didn't tell me to expect? So... And so, like, that's just one thing. You can't put him in a box. You can't expect yeah. he's going to do that box, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second part was, how do I keep my faith in Jesus? And that is the question we all ask, right? Like, I was just thinking, like, what do I say? Because, honestly, my advice to you would be be honest with God. Do you know how many times I've, like, gotten so frustrated, but I've had to let it all out to God? Because he's our father, Abba Father our helper, like, I've had to be vulnerable, like, it's so easy to, like, just come in here and praise God, but, like, when life gets hard, that's really when you have to trust in God, a year ago, a lot of stuff changed in my life, and I was, oh, y'all, I had to get therapy, I was, like, really down bad, like, genuinely, I needed, like, counseling, and I had never done that before, the Lord was just really just uprooting a lot, but what I had to stand on was God's word, right? I had to like, okay, God, you say that this too shall pass, so God, I'm going to believe. And there were days, I'm really going to tear up. There were days, like, I could not get out of bed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Why am I such a crier? I'm also PMSing, so. <laughs> That's also why. But <laughs> I'm very open. But there were so many days that I could not get out of bed, but, like, God says, like, rejoice, like, my joy comes from him. Like, he is the light. And the light is in me. And that's what I had to stand on, right? Like, I can't be happy. Like, my circumstances is not where my joy comes from, but it's from him. So how do I keep my faith? I look to him. I look to him to be my strength. I look to him to be my peace. I look for him to be my joy. And I trust him. And I pray to him. And I thank him. God, you got me through today. God, I know that you're going to sustain me through tomorrow. 
And you gotta be honest. Cry to him, weep to him. If you have to yell, I'm yelled at God. But I'm his daughter. He made me. He knows me. He knows my every thought. He knows the hairs on my head. And you know, that's where you form that relationship with him. That's all I have. <laughs> Definitely getting in his presence. I mean, just finding ways to get in his presence. Like, go on a nature walk. Spend some quiet time with God. Worship him. Yeah. Just get in his presence because that's where he refreshes you. That's where he refills you. That's where he pours wisdom and knowledge into you. And then also, like, where my faith has been low, I mean, getting in my word, obviously getting those nuggets and pieces that you can hold on to, like that scripture that she held on to during those tough times. But even more so than that, it's, your environment is very important. Where is your environment at? I hate to say it, but you are not going to have bolstered faith in Jesus up in the clubs. Yay. <laughs> That's just, I'm just going to tell it to you straight. Where is your environment? Where are you spending your time? Your three closest friends are who you are going to emulate. Yeah. So what, what environment are you creating? What environments are you involved in? You know, that's, if you want more faith, you need to get in those faith-filled circles. You need yeah. to get some faith-filled friends. Because, you know, sometimes if I'm losing, if, you know, my faith has been, you know, knocked down a little bit. If I don't go to God... I know that I have my faithful friends that will tell me, hey, you need to get in your word. Drop down right now. Get on your knees. Let's go. So, like, you know, you need that You need that support system. We're not meant to do life alone. We're meant yeah. to have other people in our lives. And, like, God is always there for us. But where are you spending your time? Where is your environment at? Because, you know, we have, through the words that we speak over ourselves and the words that we speak out in the atmosphere, we have the ability to create atmospheres through that so you know what are you speaking over yourself yeah. are you speaking faith-filled things over your life or are you speaking worldly thoughts yeah. and worldly emotions and worldly negativity like we have to be so careful the words we are speaking over ourselves even in the smallest phrases like the word i can't and the word i won't or you know how people joke and say like oh i just feel like i could die like don't speak that don't speak that over yourself. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. You cannot speak. How do you expect to have faith if you're not speaking God's word and that faith in your life? Mm -hmm. You can't. That's just impossible. If I'm speaking negative things, and, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Oh my gosh, I don't feel good. Well, guess what? In about five minutes, I'm not going to feel good. I am going to feel tired. <laughs> so, you know, what What are you speaking? <laughs> you know, even when I am tired, it's, it's you know, I can... It's not okay to ignore your emotions or feelings. And I'm not, like, when I am tired, in my mind I can think it, but I will not dare speak it out. Because that's me declaring that over myself. So I can, I don't have to ignore those feelings or thoughts, but I can speak life into them. And I can speak, okay, even though I am tired, I won't be in a few minutes because God's going to give me strength. God's going to bolster me up. So that's just, just different things you can do, like stay in your work, get in the right environment, get the group, get the group of friends, get like daily habits and routines that you can hold on to to like strengthen your faith, spending time with God. That's just what I'd say to increase your faith. Yeah. Um, what she kind of talked on was kind of the next question, which was how do you know when you should not end a friendship or try to be a light or bring them closer to Jesus? Woo. Um, 
I would say if they don't point you back to the Lord, then maybe it's time to not, and maybe in the friendship, or hold them loosely. Like, your community maybe should not be them. Like, my community once was people who, when I was convicted and sad, they, like, didn't understand, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit, and they didn't have Jesus. But now, like, they're all taking the pictures. <laughs> these two. Like, <laughs> these are my community, and so when I come to them, they're like, hey, Caitlin, like, I agree. Or they'll come to me. Like, Avery and I have had conversations where she's like, Caitlin, like, the way you've been, like, I don't know, like, the tone you've used, or hey, like, I feel like you've not been intentional. Like, oh, like, I'm so sorry, like, and we'll pray about it. Like, she points me back to Christ, or when I'm, like, going through the ringer, y'all saw me cry, I cry a lot. She, like, reminds me, like, Caitlin, your peace comes from the Lord, remember that. Like, <laughs> she reminds me of, like, where the truth's found, and I appreciate that. And then Caitlin found it, too. I walked in here balling, and was, what does this Mary do? She's like, Caitlin, we're just going to pray. And I'm like, you're right. But, like, that's what you need in life. And then sometimes she'll tell me something funny, and I'm like, true. And then you laugh about it later. But you need people in your life that direct you back to Christ and pour into you, but also refresh you. You're, like, a sweet friendship refreshes the what? The soul. So friendship should refresh you. They should not bring you down. They should refresh you. That's what I have on that. I also love, love, love this question. Y'all don't get rid of your non-believer friends. Oh, yeah, that's good. I wasn't saying get rid of them. No, no, no. And I know you weren't, but I think that, like, sometimes when we decide to, like, okay, we're going to build this Christian community, and this is where I've had to check myself, do not get, do not push your, your unbeliever friends to the back burner, because... Like, yes, you, you're, so I think that we should always look to Jesus as an example, right? Yeah. So, like, that's number one. So Jesus had his 12 disciples. That was his community. They were pouring into each other, and they were, but they did not pour into each other to not pour out then yeah. to other people. So yeah. they poured into each other, and they went, and Jesus sat with the sinners, and he ate dinner with the tax collectors, and he was going to their houses, and he was loving on them. And then he would come back with his community yeah. and they would they would share what they learned and they would pour into each other again and then they would go out again. And so let's not like we have this sweetness just even being in this space. Mm -hmm. This is sweetness and this is refreshing. But like we've said it multiple times, like it's not supposed to stay here and like take a friend with you to go minister out in the world. Like don't like it's like when I always think about it, like when you're a little kid and you just got this new thing and you're just like so shiny and awesome and it's like the toy that like everybody wants or the thing that everybody wants and you want to just show it off and you want to share it with everybody like like the baby alives like yeah like the baby alives like here hold my baby alive it's blinking but like you know like you want to share it with everybody that's how like the gift of jesus should be that's like we possess something that we should want to share with people yeah. and like Y'all, like, we get to share it with each other, but, like, let's also, like, go together and share it with other people. Like, yeah. we have to. Yeah. I was going to say, also pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. There's this, the gift of discernment, and it's discerning unclean spirits, but it's really, you can discern people. And before, like, I think back before I had friends, and then, like, Holy Spirit would, like, show, like, he would talk to me, but I really wasn't listening. I was not listening. I was kind of like, mm, no, like, girl, you just overthinking. Like, that's not real, you know? But really listen to the Holy Spirit because he'll tell you, like, hey, and it will be a little ting, like a little. But really listen to that and ask him to show you the boundaries. Like, if you need to set boundaries, it's okay to set a boundary with people. Like, it's okay to be like, hey, like, I've been hurt. Like, I'm really trying to pursue this relationship with Christ. Like, right, it's okay to do that. Like, do what you need to be healthy and to be 
okay and to be happy. Um, but also, like, let the Holy Spirit show you because that's ultimately what we need to do is be led by Him. And then what I would have to say for that question is, like, like she said, don't get rid of your unbeliever friends or your people who, you know, because when you get around your close Christian friends, we're supposed to gleam off each other. Like, we're gleaming off each other right now. We're we're glorifying God right now. We're encouraging each other right now. So that's what, you know, good, strong friendship should be. But I would, you know, just because you don't have that with certain people and you've changed, but they haven't, doesn't mean you need to cut them off. Just, you know, you know who they are and you can encourage them. But if they're not as close to God, they're not, they're unbelievers, don't let them speak things over you. Don't yeah. let them pour into yeah. you. You pour into them yeah. and, and pray for them to, yeah. you know, transform God to transform them and change them. Because you can bring people, you you know, don't cut them off because we're supposed to be bringing them in. And so, and then for the, to try to be a light, to bring them closer to Jesus, your testimony does not have to be actual words. Yeah. Your testimony is how you live your day-to-day life. Yeah. People are watching you. Yeah. That's just, people watch people. That's just kind of how it is. So, like. Are Y'all you be really, looking on people's Instagram. We know. Are you really <laughs> displaying and emulating a Christian life, what God has called us to? Or are you like, you know, well, she says, you know, she's got the love of God, but is she really showing it? Yeah. She says she has the, the temperament of God, but she gets angry in five seconds. Like, yeah, what are you, so what are you displaying though. out to people? And so that's your testimony. Yes, when God gives you an opportunity to speak or pray to somebody, do it. But because I used to have this, I was like, well, how can I share the love of God? How can I testify to others? It's our walk with God. People are looking at us. So just by walking the way that God has intended you to walk, you're testifying to so many other people. You're drawing people into God because people are searching for something. This world is searching for an answer to help. And so, you know, they want something. They, we all crave something. They just don't know that it's God yet. Yeah. So by you walking this life, they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, wow, she's different. She acts different. She talks different. She doesn't sound like the world. She doesn't do what the world does. But she's got all these amazing things going on. I want that. Yeah. And then they're going to ask you, you know, what? And you tell. that's when you share, oh, it's God. Yeah. It's Jesus in my life. Yeah. So the first step is just walking that walk with God is how you how you testify and be a light to others. And then when God gives you those opportunities, that's when you need to be obedient and speak out. Yeah, that's good. And then the last question. Dun, dun, dun. Um, how do you pray for what you want to happen while being content at peace with what you have? This makes me think about us last semester. This is literally me and you. Do you want to talk? Do you want us to kickstart this one? So my word last year was peace. <laughs> Um, and let me tell you what a journey that was. I won't even go into all of that. But um, as soon as I chose the word, that word peace, um, Satan did everything in his power to um, come for me, really. Um, he can't really, I will say, like, in my mind, he doesn't really attack my thoughts. But if he can't get to my thoughts, he will attack me from the outside. Because I'm a person that circumstances 
it's a control thing really at the root of it but circumstances when it's things out of my control that happen that are bad to me that i could not have planned for could not have predicted that's when i start to get a little freaked out and i start to question and i start to like just get in this place right and so my word was peace and i'm like i know i'm getting ready to apply to pt school like i know that all of these things are coming and um and so i'm just like all right god like obviously like my word is peace so i'm gonna keep praying about it um but this has happened and now this is happening and now these are things are happening all at once and all this all these situations are going on at one time like y'all somebody hacked my card you're not going to spend any money on my car. Like, okay, my car broke down. Okay, like I'm not testing well to get into PT school. And I'm just like, what in the world? So I would just say like, how do you be content and at peace with like what you have? Is know that that's going to like, God is teaching you. And like, we should crave to like learn and like grow in our walk with God. Like we're not supposed to just stay comfortable. We're supposed to be uncomfortable. And... And I would just say, like, just look around. Like, gratitude is my word this year. So <laughs> I'm, like, very thankful and grateful that God taught me so much about peace last year. Because now, I, like, I do walk in peace. And, like, in the circumstances, I just trust. It, I just yeah. trust that God has got me. And so it's really easy to look around. And, and when you have that trust in God, to just to be content with what you have. Because even if it's something that you don't see as good... You can look at it and you can recognize, but this is going to make my walk stronger with Jesus. And I'm going to be closer with him at the end of this. So whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether you feel like, you know, whichever you define it as, like you can be content in that. You can be content in knowing that on the other side, like you're going to be stronger and that God is walking through it with you. Yeah. I was going to say, because I was kind of in a similar boat, like I, my whole life thought I was going to teach, right? Like whole life was like, I'm going to be a teacher. And then got saved, and God was just, like, moving in my heart. And then about a year, like, around this time, I was like, I want to go into ministry. And I, like, didn't know how God was going to do it, but I was like, I know I don't want to teach, but there's not really an opportunity, like, God would, like, praying, praying, praying. And last semester, I didn't know, I didn't have a job. I was hoping Open Door would offer me something, but, I mean, you just don't know. Like, you really don't know. Um, and so during that time, the word content, I struggled too, like Michaela, like there were days where it was like hard, like God, why haven't you answered this? Like God, I've been doing all the things that I've been praying to you, God, I feel like I'm trusting you, but God, like I, why have I not gotten a job offer like from anywhere, you know? And you sit there and you scramble, but a lot of the time I would just be like, all right, God, like, let me use it as an opportunity. Like my, I'm still in college. If God didn't want me in college, I would not be in college, but I'm still in college. Like I don't have the job yet. So all right, Lord. And I would just pray, like, Lord, like, use today. And lo and behold, he would make me run into, like, five or six people I knew who I had not seen in, like, forever. Like, these are my, like, party days. So, like, they're still kind of, like, in that zone. And, like, I'm, like, a change. It is. And I'm, like, a change. And so we're sitting there, and, like, we would have such a good conversation. I'm, like, thank you, Jesus. Like, that was good. But, like, I have, like, those were opportunities that he used during this time of, like, waiting and just being content. And, like, even now, like, our last semesters of college before life changes like we graduate you start grad school i start my job like it's just kind of fun i feel like now we're kind of in this fun place of like all right like we have something to look forward to but we also have so much opportunity in right now um so just look for the opportunity and ask the lord to show you and have fun oh oh wow listening to this the holy spirit jumping things in my brain so um 
how to pray for what you want to happen. You know what you want, but God knows what you need. <laughs> Do you really? You know, like, there's a lot of things I want, but God knows what I need from those. So, honestly, I over the years, I've had to shift my mindset of, Instead of praying, God, I want you to do this, I've had to be like, okay, God, yes, I want this, but at the end of the day, what you have for me is so much greater, so your will be done. All right, friends, that is all we have for you today. Sorry it cut out in the middle. My computer was dying. Um, but I hope you enjoyed. I hope you heard something that spoke to you i hope the holy spirit really said something that provoked your heart and really made you think um i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you got some good notes we love you um we are hoping that you've had a great week or you're gonna have a great week whenever you're listening to this but we love you we're so grateful for you thanks for listening and we will see you next time